listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We get to continue our conversation in the Set Apart to Serve series today. I'm excited about this one. We're going to talk about universities and how Concordia universities play a role in, in, in shaping church workers for the future. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting The Coffee Hour. You can find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. Today we head to our alma mater. Mine yes. goes way back to 97 <laughs> and 99. I did graduate twice from the same institution, though. It's very exciting. So, yeah, uh, I when, only graduated once from this institution. And when was that? 2010. 2010. So that's yes. a little more recent. A little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> and joining us today from Concordia University, Chicago, Dr. Russell Don. He's president of Concordia University, Chicago. Dr. Don, welcome to the coffee hour. Thank you so much. Great to be with you. It's nice to have some time with you after a very busy year with mm-hmm. the LCMS convention happening this past summer and lots of travels, I'm sure, with all kinds of things going on, synodical this past year. And so we're grateful to have some time with you to learn more about Concordia University, Chicago, and a little bit about your path to serving in church work now at Concordia University, Chicago. So looking over your curriculum vitae. Fancy words. Fancy word for a resume, right? Yes. Um, That's looking right. over that, man, lots of degrees. I, I thought it was fun <laughs> that I graduated twice from the same institution, but he's got like 10 times more degrees mm, than me, which yep. is awesome. Which I would expect <laughs> well, of the president of my alma mater. So many advanced <laughs> degrees in law as well as theology and church history. I'd love to know about your path to becoming a church worker, Dr. Don. Well, thank you for the question. My, my wife sometimes refers to me as dangerously overeducated. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope she's wrong about that. She's wrong about very few things, so I guess we'll see. No, the, the Lord wastes nothing. And so I, I came out of college with very little interest in larger questions about life. I was mostly interested in mundane things like making money and went to law school And it was in law school that I really first encountered some of these bigger questions about life, the nature of justice, and and so on from there. And it's said that if if you love law school, you'll hate the practice of law, and vice versa. If you hate law school, you'll love the practice of law. And that was borne out in my case, because what I loved about law school was dealing with these questions of transcendent truth. And as a corporate lawyer, those questions really don't come up very much. And so I spent a lot of time thinking, mulling, reading, just pining for for more depth in these bigger questions. And because I was a Christian then, as now, thinking deeply about bigger questions means thinking theologically. And so I, I decided I wanted to study and eventually teach the history of theology. And I was admitted to Oxford by God's grace. And my amazing wife, also by God's grace, said, sounds like an adventure Let's go. Neither of us was really very anxious to leave Colorado, but but leave we did. And there at Oxford, I discovered Luther. And within a couple of years of that discovery, had converted to my wife is a cradle LCMS Lutheran. And so I, I was really just joining her on the, on the bright side. And then from there, the path to teaching in the Concordia system opened up. And once I was in the system, there really wasn't much question of about whether to go through colloquy and and seek the Lord's call. So what a blessing it's been. As I said, the Lord wastes nothing, including the the wanderings of this once lost career, as well as spiritually lost soul, and, and the Lord has brought me home. 
That is such an extensive background and a really interesting journey. How does all of that experience help you, give you perspective as a university president, dealing with a lot of young people in a very formative time of life, kind of figuring out what they're going to do and and who they are uh, and who they are as children of God as well. How does all that give you perspective on leading this institution and and being a leader of of these young people as well? Uh, I love that question. The first most functional part of it is a background in finance and law is really helpful in running a, a university, which is a large, complex organization. And right now we are in very challenging times for, for higher ed. Competition is fierce and higher ed seems to have lost its way. But the part of your question that I particularly love is, you know, in terms of the young people, that's what a university is all about. It is all about formation of, of our students. And I had really struggled before becoming Lutheran with, you know, what, what does it mean? How do I find God's plan for my life? That's kind of the, the, the way it's, it's talked about outside of Lutheran circles and maybe inside some of them. How do I find God's plan for my life? And Lutheranism really freed me from worry about that because, because God invites us in, into service. Um, his call is, is a call in love and a call in grace. Um, and so, so I, I don't have to worry about whether I have found God's exact call for my life because, oh, if I don't, if I don't follow the exact path, he's going to bring his wrath down on me or I'm going to have a, a horrible, miserable life. The truth is God is inviting us into service of others and, and he will use what we have for, for his purposes. And so to be able to share that with 18 to 22 year olds who often are confused whether they were raised Lutheran or not. They're often confused and worried, deeply worried about what if they miss God's call. And I can assure them from my perspective, you won't miss God's call. And if, if you, if, if it's not God's original intention, God is not limited by the, by the paths we choose. He brings us into service of others, regardless of how uh, clear we are. When that pressure is off, when we realize that God invites us and that we don't have some sort of cosmic power to change the universe, <laughs> but rather God does the work in us, when that pressure is off, how then does that shape our formation for a life of service, whether it's as a church worker or, or, or any vocation, when that pressure is off, how does that change that formation, the education and, and other things that make up formation for vocation? Uh, great question. It's um, once the pressure is off, we're free to think about who needs us and why do they need us, and so how how might God use us? And so for a for a Concordia Chicago education, that's that's really fundamental is 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 freedom in Christ. So if I may elaborate a bit, our our vision statement is that uh, Concordia Chicago is a Christ centered Lutheran university where truth, freedom, and vocation form students. So you use that term form. We, we form students for lives of influence and service for the common good. And every element of that statement is important. And so we've just embarked on a new branding campaign. And so a new element of our brand is that we have a tagline of Christ at the center. So if you see our, our new logo, which we're, we're rolling out in a variety of, of areas soon to be everywhere, uh, you'll see instead of 1864, which 1864 is important 
because it marks us as the original Concordia. But instead of that, it marks us much more importantly, Christ at the center is at the bottom of the logo, showing what, what a Concordia education is all about. And then from there, within the vision statement, you hear the, the three pillars of a Concordia education, truth, freedom, and vocation. So it all begins with truth. As universities across the country and around many parts of the Western world are abandoning the pursuit of truth, we at Concordia understand that that is the nature of education. It is the pursuit of truth in mind, in spirit, and in body. And through that pursuit, which is, you know, the, the, the true truth is formed in Christ's word, right? The, the, the beginning and the end of truth is found in God's word. We never move away from God's word in the pursuit of truth. At the same time, we also know that, that God leads us into truth through reason and evidence. And so we, we find God's truth where he leads us, and he leads us throughout the education. So in psychology or accounting or, or any church work program, any of these fields, we are pursuing truth, and that truth is always normed by the truths of Scripture. Well, that, form, that, that pursuit of truth forms us. It forms us in virtue. And once we have that formation in virtue, we can live as free citizens. We can live as free individuals. Now, now, why does it take virtue to live as a free individual? Can't I just choose what I want no matter what? Well, no, because if you're not formed in truth and in, and in the virtues, then you will use your freedom to... To, toward chaos, not toward truth. And so truth forms us for freedom. And so a life of freedom is a life where nobody has to tell us what to do. Nobody has to force us to do the right thing because we're already doing the right thing because we're formed in truth. And that's the freedom that we form our students for here at Concordia Chicago. And then finally, it's vocation. Well, how does one live out freedom? One lives out freedom in service, God's call to service. And this gets back to the origin of your question. It's a free call to service. We are free to serve others because we've been formed in truth and we live freely for others, loving God and serving those whom God puts in our paths, whether nearby or far away. And, and students are equipped and encouraged into that life of freedom, serving others in our families and churches and communities for the common good. So then what is Concordia Chicago's role in forming those full-time church workers specifically? Well, bringing that specifically to church workers, that formation in truth, I mean, everyone who, who receives a Concordia Chicago uh, undergraduate education takes classes in theology. But as we're forming church workers, they take more classes in theology and really, really explore the truth that we find in God's Word and how that truth has been elaborated since since the the closing of the canon down through all the saints, all those who have who have taught in the church and and helped us to to elaborate on God's Word faithfully. So the 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 confessions and so the 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 Nicene Creed, the Athanasian Creed, all of the the ecumenical creeds. These are teachings that are faithful to Scripture, and so we form students for church work through that. But we also form them through a, a life here at the university that is lived in the mission field. Unlike, uh, unlike other possibilities that are still very good and valuable possibilities, what I love about a Concordia education 
is that our church work students wake up in the mission field. In their, in their dorm room, there are students who have never heard the gospel, who've never heard even the beginnings of truth to say nothing of the, the completeness of, of truth that we find in the Holy Scriptures. When they're on the, the playing field, and we have many church work students uh, in athletics, when they're in the wind symphony or, uh, or the capella uh, singing uh, ensemble or any of our other ensembles, they are with people who don't know the gospel. And so they are in the mission field all of the time. And that is formative. There's no need to fear going out into the mission field after college because you've had a, a cloistered, bubbled existence. You, you're, you've lived the mission field, and so it's an easy, very natural next step into ministry. There is no such thing as a safe space. And um, we at Concordia Chicago really embrace that with our students that, that while they are, um, you know, obviously very, very physically safe here, it is Satan is after us wherever we go, whether it is a bubbled community or a, or, or a community on the edge of the city like Concordia Chicago is. And so we, we help them to be prepared for the, the world out there because they're already in it here with their peers and with their professors and serving their fellow students. We are continuing our conversation in the Set Apart to Serve series today with Dr. Russell Don, president of Concordia University Chicago. We'll continue the conversation in just a moment right here on The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We are continuing our conversation in the Set Apart to Serve series at Concordia University Chicago today with President Dr. Russell Dawn, learning about his path to becoming a church worker and a, a Lutheran educator, as well as now president of Concordia University Chicago, and what that that experience looks like as a Concordia student preparing to go out into the world, whether as a church worker or any vocation. Now, some of the things that, that we, we've talked about church workers, and that's certainly what Set Apart to Serve is encouraging us to look at church work opportunities for for tomorrow, looking at those who might consider it as a first career or maybe a second career as well. And Concordia University Chicago, like other Concordias in the Concordia University system, prepare church workers and there are multiple church work programs. There's one that's kind of unique to Concordia University Chicago, and that is a deaconess program at Concordia University Chicago. And I know we have an upcoming conversation in the future to talk with um, some of the deaconess program mm-hmm. directors as well to learn more about that. But just briefly, tell us a little bit about the, the unique program of deaconess formation at Concordia University Chicago. Okay, well, you've just set me a challenge because you said just briefly, and I could talk about <laughs> I could talk about our deaconess program all day. It is a wonderful program, but I will be brief. So 
a few things that most people probably don't know about our deaconess program. One is that it is not a pre-deaconess program. It is a fully-fledged deaconess program. It is, it's the real deal. All of our deaconesses major in theology. They have an equivalent of a second major in deaconess studies, and they choose a minor in an area that they love, such as music or social work or classical pedagogy or education. They serve two, year, two years of field work during junior and senior year, and then a full-time year of internship. This is a wonderful, rigorous program. In our 43-year history of our deaconess program, we have provided over 200 deaconess graduates for the Synod, and they have served all over the world and in congregations and agencies of the church here in the U.S. Another thing that is not necessarily known is that CUC helped the seminaries to begin their deaconess programs back in 2002 for St. Louis and 2003 for Fort Wayne. So just as Concordia University Chicago is the original Concordia, our deaconess program is the original deaconess program. So it is not as though ours is a, a copy of the real programs at the seminaries. We helped develop the seminary programs for, for non-traditional students, where ours remains the focus of traditional college-age students. Deaconess ministry is about mercy ministry. And so if you have a, a, a daughter or if you are a daughter who is thinking about, about mercy ministry, who, who feels a tug to those who are in need, perhaps those are the beginnings of, of, of God letting you know of a call to deaconess ministry. I believe this is one of the underappreciated and underutilized ministries in our church. One of my main prayers for the church, yes, I know we need more pastors, and yes, I know we need more teachers, but one of my main prayers is, Lord, bring us more deaconesses. Yeah, it's such an amazing opportunity for uh, young women to receive this deaconess undergraduate degree, and that that sets them up for so many opportunities much earlier in their uh, vocational journey than than somebody who finds it later in life, which is fantastic as well. But having that opportunity to be able to enter into that vocation earlier is is a wonderful thing. And I know I know some deaconess students at Concordia Chicago right now, and and they love the program. It is it is really amazing. But sometimes there's Sometimes there's roadblocks for young people who are thinking about a Concordia for a church work program. And one of them is is just distance, that these Concordias are not super close to a lot of people around the country. What do you say to somebody who's like, I don't know, this is kind of far away from, from my home in Colorado, say? What, what about what those, that distance argument for people? Yeah, that's a, that's a challenge because it is— um it's such an emotional thing to to um, send a son or daughter far away. So I have a I have a daughter here at Concordia Chicago, and my older daughter is at Concordia Seward. And so yes, I do love all of the Concordias enough so to to send my daughter to one. But that that distance factor is emotionally difficult. And and when we picked up and left Colorado, we didn't really want to leave Colorado. And the distance I I will not soft soap it. It's challenging, but the blessing of following God's call into ministry really can't be compared with the earthly challenges brought about by distance. God supplies all of our needs, not according to some bare minimum, but according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. And that includes the emotional needs, the emotional needs that are ordinarily in our lives. We're, we're, we're used to having our sons and daughters near us. 
we're, we're used to daily life with them. And that emotional need is not filled in the same way once we're at distance. But that doesn't mean God leaves us bereft. He supplies all of our needs, including those psychological and emotional needs. And he takes care of our kids. That's, uh, that's part of the beauty of a Concordia Chicago education is God is taking care of your kids through us. And we have that amazing privilege uh, of, of caring for your kids while they're here. You mentioned you, you love all the Concordias. <laughs> What's it like to be a part of the, you know, the organization, the connection to other Concordia universities and, and collaborating, working together to prepare church workers for the future? It's fantastic. The, the Concordia presidents, we are a, a very tight-knit bunch, more tight-knit, I believe now. I've been doing this for four years, and I believe we're more tight-knit now than we've ever been. And we are in constant conversation around collaboration. How do we do it? How do we do it effectively? Because we don't want to do it just for the sake of doing it. We want to do it if it serves students and the synod well. And so anytime we're exploring it, we're exploring it with that in mind. How do we collectively serve students better? How do we collectively serve the Synod better? And this is a faithful, smart group of presidents, and what a delight it is to work with them. I'm also on the Colloquy Committee for Commission Ministry, which connects me to not just other presidents, but but individuals who work at, at, at other Concordias in other capacities. And so always great to connect with them. As I said, a bunch of very faithful, smart folks. It's, I love the Concordia system. It's a privilege to be part of it. And all of that partnering to, to build up more church workers for the future and this partnership with a Set Apart to Serve. How have you seen benefits in the Set Apart to Serve initiative? Well, th- there are a lot of benefits, uh, to be sure. There's a lot of information sharing. We, we learn from each other. Uh, there's a lot of data gathering that we do as part of our enrollment practices and, and you know, gradu- as we graduate students so off and send them out as alumni, we, we gather a lot of data about them so that we can understand what has worked well for them, how can things improve, and, and likewise, the, the set-apart-to-serve folks are gathering a lot of data, so we share. We learn from each other. We meet together. In fact, uh, they'll be coming to campus not too, not too far in the future. I don't have the date uh, quickly to hand, but, and, and then we all share the same desire, which is to form more church workers for the church. The harvest is plentiful. It's always plentiful, but the laborers are few uh, across the board in our schools, in our pulpits, and in our other ministries. We, we need people who are willing to give of themselves and, and serve others in this way. And it is, it is a, a, a beautiful, wonderful challenging life. And I invite anyone into it who thinks they might be called. Now, we mentioned the Deaconess program. What are some of the other church work programs at Concordia University Chicago? Well, now you've put me on the spot. Let's see if I can think of all of them. <laughs> we, we have our uh, classical pedagogy program. Uh, we have Lutheran teacher education program, which is how we started. Right, uh, the original Concordia, and we were a originally the Concordia Lutheran Teachers Seminary, and so 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 training um, teachers for the church has been our bread and butter for 160 years. Of course, we have pre seminary and deaconess studies, as as mentioned. We also have a director of parish music, director of Christian education, 
and I have a gut feeling deep inside me that I've missed something, and I apologize to those who are part of it, but nothing else is, is springing to this old mind. <laughs> DCE, DPM, Lutheran mm-hmm. teacher, deaconess, pre-sem. Mm-hmm. I think that covers it. Okay. Yeah. We'll have to fact check you on that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Dr. Dawn, for spending some time with us. Before we go, how can we learn more about programs, uh, church work programs at Concordia University Chicago? Please visit us on our newly redesigned website with our with our Stand Tall campaign and Christ at the Center. Please visit us, visit us there at cuchicago.edu. One more time, cuchicago.edu. Our guest today, Dr. Russell Dawn, president of Concordia University Chicago. Thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour. Always great to be with my alums. <laughs> you can learn more about Set Apart to Serve by visiting lcms.org SAS. You've been listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.